Welcome to another mini-sode of our pelvic floor mini-series with Dr. Betsy Caldwell. Before we jump into this great topic of why you should not be doing your Kegels, (laughs) I briefly wanted to talk about a really amazing program that Dr. Betsy is offering. I know I mentioned it before in a different mini-sode, but Betsy is actually part of my mom's group at church, and she's just a really great friend, and so I know her personally as well. She is also an amazing pelvic floor physical therapist, so I recommend her professionally and I know her personally, and she just developed this really cool and amazing course for expecting mothers. It's called the Push Lab, and it's the only birth class on the internet designed and taught by a pelvic floor physio. Dr. Betsy created the Push Lab after hearing countless postpartum mamas in their treatment room voice frustration that they did not feel prepared for labor. I'm sure all of you have this crazy push story from either yourself or a friend or a family member. And so in this course, Dr. Betsy guides you through six modules, teaching you how to create a birth philosophy, how to make a mindset shift to accept the uncertainty of birth, how to tap into your spirituality and how to push safely, which is so important and confidently to minimize birth trauma and tearing. I know I personally have a couple mom friends who unfortunately push a little bit too soon. Their midwife or doctor didn't tell them that they shouldn't start pushing yet, and they did, and it just had really bad results, and they wish they would have known not to push so soon. So this is a really important topic. She also devotes an entire module to training your birth partner to become the ultimate support person. So in this course, the Push Lab, you will learn the ins and outs of labor stages, pushing, and breathing techniques. Dr. Betsy also takes you through exercise and stretch circuits so you can become the best version of yourself before you meet your little baby. And if you use the code MOTHERGOOD, you can get $20 off the Push Lab and walk confidently into your birth room. We'll have the link to sign up for the Push Lab if you're interested in our show notes. And we also have a cool handout about Kegels that we'll mention in this episode. A quick little disclaimer too, that this episode, as with all of our episodes, does not constitute medical advice and there is no doctor-patient relationship formed with this episode. And always consult your doctor before implementing or trying any of these techniques. So with that, listen in to this very short 11-minute mini-sode on why you should not be doing Kegels. Hello and welcome to another mini-sode of the Mother Good Podcast on the pelvic floor with Dr. Betsy Caldwell. And today we're going to be discussing why you shouldn't be doing your Kegels or rather why you may be a person who shouldn't be doing their Kegels. You know, Kegels are for some people and they're not for everyone. And Dr. Betsy is going to get into that into this episode And that's actually something that I discovered firsthand when I was going to pelvic floor physical therapy. I discovered that Kegels aren't for me and that I shouldn't be doing them. They actually cause me more harm than good. So Dr. Betsy, could you explain to us what exactly a Kegel is for our listeners who may not know? Sure, Emily. So a Kegel is actually named after Arnold Kegel. So that was his last name, Kegel, but we all say Kegel. So it's like tomato, tomato. But he invented an instrument that basically measures the pelvic floor muscle contraction. And he started to prescribe pelvic floor contractions to his patients to help with um, dysfunction that they were having. And so he decided to just name it after himself, which is a little interesting. <laughs> um, but that is what people mean when they say do your Kegels. And there's a lot of misconceptions about Kegels being the end all answer for leaking, overactive bladder, um, for fecal incontinence. And 
the truth is they're not always the answer. And in fact, we hear these misconceptions from people that we trust. We hear them from our best friends who had babies before us. We hear them from our OBGYN, from our nurse practitioner, our mother, our grandmother, you know, even maybe a fitness professional. We're hearing it all over the place. And that is why I'm so excited we're talking today that, you know, they're not always the answer. So that's what a Kegel is to answer the question. You're so right that so many women, that's the advice that they give when they find out that you're pregnant. I know that my sister, I know, and she had good intentions, but she would always text me saying, are you doing your Kegels? And then I would feel guilty because I wasn't doing them as often as she suggested that I should. And then also in all the pregnancy apps, you know, I had downloaded the bump and they're always like, do your Kegels, make sure you're doing them. And they would tell you how often to do them. And it was just a ridiculously large amount of time. And then later when I was in public floor physical therapy and then discovered that I'm a person who shouldn't be doing any Kegels and there's a lot of women out there who shouldn't be doing them, I was shocked and I was glad that I didn't do as many as I was recommended through all these apps and people who had never even investigated whether or not I should be doing them. But still, like the fact that I was doing Kegels at all when I shouldn't be doing them was was. I I was pretty mortified to find that out. So can you explain why Kegels are not always the answer to a stronger pelvic floor? Sure. So women are usually hypertonic in their pelvic floor, meaning that they are tight at rest. Okay. Excuse me. So usually they're tight and uncoordinated. In fact, this is very common during pregnancy and postpartum that we end up, if we were tight and uncoordinated before, that can get worse during and after pregnancy. So the best example that I can give is if somebody has low back pain, they oftentimes have tight lumbar extensor muscles. And if somebody has tight back muscles, we're not telling them, well, you should probably just go and contract those muscles over and over and over again and make them stronger to get rid of that low back pain. What we're actually teaching them is how can we stretch and lengthen and relax those muscles? And then also looking into why are those low back muscles tight? What can what can that physical therapist do to assess why that is happening? And then kind of going after the driver of those symptoms. So the same thing goes for the pelvic floor. If we are over contracting our muscles at rest without even realizing it, if we start doing Kegels, so people say Kegel, 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 you know, Kegel at the stoplight, Kegel at the grocery store, do your Kegels, do 100 a day. The tighter, the more we contract, the tighter we get. And oftentimes the worse our symptoms get. And so much so that many of my patients, when they come to see me in my office, you know, they they look at me and like, Betsy, I don't know what you're going to tell me to do because I'll tell you right now, I'm already doing my Kegels and my symptoms are just getting worse. So I'm not even sure what you can do to help. So there's that misconception too, that my profession, we're just going to tell you to Kegel. Um, And that's so not the case. In fact, you know, I actually kind of think Kegels are stupid. Like if... If a woman needs to strengthen the pelvic floor, I have her doing, you know, many other things like squats and lunges, other full body exercises that actually strengthen the pelvic floor through movement rather than just through specifically targeting the muscles. And I also want to say how there's been studies done that the majority of us are actually contracting our pelvic floor incorrectly. So when someone tells you to Kegel, Oftentimes, women are actually contracting their glutes, so their butt muscles, or they're contracting their adductor muscles, their inner thigh muscles, or they're even contracting their neck or jaw muscles. So 
studies show that we kind of contract all these other big muscles and we're not even getting to these little tiny pelvic floor muscles appropriately. And that is where pelvic floor physical therapy comes in because we can we can assess how well you are coordinating those muscles, how well you're fully contracting and fully releasing those muscles. Um, and again, with most of my patients, once we clear up that tightness, that hypertonicity at rest, once we clear up the ability to coordinate the muscles appropriately, we actually don't really need to work on a Kegel strengthening program. I was really surprised when I was doing physical therapy that uh, I was told that women who are stressed a lot, that they tend to have tight pelvic floors. Yes. And then when I heard that, I thought, oh, that's like all moms, basically. Right? <laughs> so, so true. Stress mom, you're basically at high risk for, you know, not needing to do a Kegel uh, what about those Kegel trainers, such like the LV or the PeriFit? Yes. So those I do not re- recommend either because essentially it's just, I don't know if anyone has seen these, but they're they're beautifully branded and packaged. And it's essentially this little device you insert vaginally and it connects to Bluetooth to your cell phone and it's teaching you how to Kegel. And it looks really fun and it looks like something I'm like, wow, the way that they portray this in their marketing and advertising, it looks really neat. And they're about 150 to $200. But Emily, just like we just talked about, so often we don't need to be doing Kegels. So they are truly kind of a waste of money. I would recommend for anyone listening, if you are having any incontinence, any overactive bladder symptoms, any pelvic pain, um, any fecal incontinence, Use that money instead. Invest that money to go see a pelvic floor PT who will give you that individualized approach to what you need to do for your pelvic floor to get rid of those symptoms. So these trainers, they, you know, they're well-intentioned. They were created to try to solve the solution for these uh, diagnoses, but they're really, it's not hitting, um, it's just not the best thing for you. It typically doesn't help in the long run. I noticed that there seems to be a big trend with social media and just the internet in general to try to do any type of physical therapy or even exercises online. So I have seen a lot of people try to go the app route and saying, oh, well, I don't need to go see a therapist because I can just use an app or or a tool or device like like this kind of tool. But just as you were saying that you might not need one or you it might be doing more damage than than good. So it's important to to see a pelvic floor physical therapist as much as we're saying that. So if we shouldn't be strengthening our pelvic floor muscles without seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist first, is there ever a time or circumstance where we should be performing a Kegel? Yes. So what I'm saying, you know, Kegels aren't the answer to solving your leaking or pain or dysfunction. We still need to contract our pelvic floor muscles um, from time to time. In fact, as we are talking, Emily, as we are even breathing, our pelvic floor muscles are contracting and relaxing without us even having to think about it. So when we cough, sneeze, or laugh, the muscles automatically squeeze to um, basically clamp down, clamp down on our sphincters to keep us from leaking. Now, if we are uncoordinated or if we are overly tight in these muscles, that contraction isn't as coordinated and as strong as we want it to be, and we end up leaking. So sometimes postpartum, we have to intentionally squeeze these muscles when we're coughing, sneezing, or laughing in order to not leak. So that's one scenario. If you are also pushing, pulling, or lifting something heavy, 
It's good to do a mini Kegel just to help support the organs, to help kind of lift that pelvic floor to be a supportive shelf for our pelvic organs. And it's also important to exhale. So when we're working out, when we're lifting weights, we should be doing a gentle Kegel if we are concerned of leaking, but we should also be exhaling. So if we're tapping into our breathing correctly, which I believe is actually our next episode, but if we're tapping into our breath correctly, we are automatically Kegeling. So sometimes postpartum, we have to add a little bit of intention to it. So those are scenarios when I would teach my patients and clients to go ahead and do a Kegel during that time. And you have a handout, right? That explains more of this that our listeners can refer to. Can you briefly talk about that handout? Oh, yes. I have a, so I have a handout, five tips for your healthiest pelvic floor. You know, if I'm on here telling you, you know, don't Kegel, that's not the solution. I wanted to at least have a handout of something else. What else can you do to take steps today to have a healthy pelvic floor? So we can, um, that will be in the show notes for all of you to reference. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've just been Kegeling and yes, my symptoms aren't getting better. What can I do? This is just a little handout just to give you a little glimpse at, um, to education that I give all of my patients. And I want to just make sure that all of the listeners have it as well. Um, of course, none of, I just want to also say none of this, you know, substitutes for a public floor PT visit or even um, substitutes as medical advice, but it is good for all of us to be educated in this area. Thank you so much for sharing that handout with us too. And we'll make sure that it's in our show notes. If anyone has a hard time finding the show notes, I know that when I first started looking for them, I was a little confused. Feel free to send us a DM or an email, or, you know, even if you join our mailing list on our website, that then you can get that handout as well. Awesome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been really fun. Thank you.